Provoke podcast is brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialists, Marketeers. Support for this podcast comes from Notified, the integrated, intelligent and easy-to-use PR software. Get a free demo today at Notified.com. And welcome to the Provoke podcast. I'm Diana Marzalek. I'm a senior reporter with Provoke Media. Um, today, we're going to talk to Ben Kaplan. Uh, ben is the founder and CEO of PR Hacker. Um, don't know what you're hacking, Ben, but... Um, yeah, uh, P- PR, <laughs> yes. Well, hello, hello, Diana. Um, uh, great great to chat with you. First, yes, PR Hacker. And, and now um, we're called TOP, which stands for Test, Optimize, and Perform. And we've become a global PR and marketing agency, of which PR Hacker is one of uh, the agencies. Um, and as you know, I'm just someone who like likes to know like what's trending, what's going on, what, where is their opportunity. And so I love, um, love Provoke, and uh, it's great to be on the podcast. Oh, happy to have you here. Um, so we are going to start our conversation um, back to something that you and I discussed, which is the concept of agencies having and PR PR outlets having their own channels. We're always talking about distribution, right? It's content and distribution. Where are you going to go with things? Um, and you're a big proponent of this, correct? Yes, absolutely. And, and I think it's actually a trend that's been a little bit beneath the surface. And, and the idea is that, you know, in, in the PR field, right, we're, we're experts at earned media. We know what is a great story, right? We know what's a great hook. And, and we're hired, at least for the media relations function, to like go spread that story to a lot of people, other people's channels. And where I think there's a lot of opportunity and there's a trend that's already formed, some from, you know, PR side, but also just marketing agencies, ad agencies in general, is what if we not only could distribute to, you know, TV, you know, broadcast TV shows and radio shows and print and online and newspapers, but what if we actually had our own? What if we cultivated our own? What if we grew our own? That's something that we've, we've done um, at Top and at PR Hacker. And there's some other great examples of that. I mean, I think one agency that's been very, very active is like VaynerMedia. And of course, Gary Vaynerchuk is, is, is always kind of pushing the envelope. But, you know, a few years back, they acquired Pure Wow, which was a kind of a women's lifestyle media channel, brought it into the fold. And then they created 1.37 p.m. And these are all distribution that they have you know, direct. So, you know, they can go seed some kind of viral campaign on social on other places, but then they can leverage their own channels. Another example is a social media shop laundry service where they created cycle media. So they were a social media shop doing a lot of stuff on social. And then they said, well, like, what if we had our own channels that had big audiences on Instagram or other social places? And we could then distribute, you know, uh, client content that way as well. So it's almost like a reverse where like something like a media channel, like a Vice or a Buzz, a Buzzfeed, starts to become an agency, right? They have the channel, and they start being like, okay, we can create a video for you, we can create a native campaign for you, we can get you dish, we can do those agency functions. I think there's a real trend to do this the other way, and of course, we have National Today, which is na- at nationaltoday.com. Okay, we will get to that in a moment, but I have a question about the channels because sure. I'm trying to get my head around it. And, I, and and where do you define then what's a PR agency, what's a media production company? If you're kind of this vertical where you're you're creating, producing, and distributing, um, or maybe yes. maybe it's maybe there is not a line between. Them. Well, well, here, here's where it is. I mean, it's like I think we've seen this convergence around content. Right? What, what are we, what, who are all of us? And I, I mean agencies, I mean media channels, I even mean brands now, 
right? They're like, we're all content producers. And why are we all content producers? We're content producers because the way to get attention or users or traffic or links or sales is to add value to the world. And so agencies do it because we can sign up clients, understand what they need, you know, read or create a brief and deploy um, campaigns against that to get a result. But we're ultimately, particularly PR agencies, we're, we're creating content, right? We're creating content of value that we can distribute in some ways. There's some type of value. But then media companies, they're creating content too. Now their focus is on distributing that content but then they're content creators as well. And then brands are coming along and some of those functions are coming in house and brands are realizing like we're sort of content creators too. So the channels may vary, the platforms may vary, the monetization may vary, who we serve may vary, but we're kind of all content creators. So it sort of makes sense that why would we not try to use that skill, that muscle we have of knowing particularly you know, us in PR, we know what a great story is, and how can we leverage that in many different ways? We can leverage that for clients, but we can also leverage that for a direct audience. Well, and so we're not going to give ourselves the exclusive though, right? I mean, this is all about having more outlets. I mean, yes. it's still going to be a cachet to having the New York Times or being, you know, your social audience or whatever it is. It's it's addition. Yes. And, and actually what I would say is that one of the great things is that I think it sort of like makes you sharper, but, but there's challenges too. What it means is, you know, if you want to place this in the New York Times, I mean, New York Times... Um, wants a great story. You got to give them a great story. So I think that makes you sharper. And I think PR agencies compared to social agencies or, or ad agencies or digital agencies, I think we have an advantage. And I think that advantage that we have is that we, to a large extent, are doing this in an organic way. We've got to create a story. We can't hide it with spend, right? We can't spend on top of it. Now, I realize a lot of PR agencies, us included, we're doing more paid activities. There's more other things we're doing. So it's not exclusively that, but I think it's a great muscle because when you have to know the story well, you can't cover that up. But then when you amplify it in different channels, you amplify it with paid, then you can just get more results. So I think that's kind of interesting, exciting. And then I think, you know, the other thing is that, you know, the other factor, another trend, you know, promoting this and it's why we created nationaltoday.com is that um, a lot of the publishers and traditional publishers or media outlets are struggling. And in fact, we, that's not a new trend. We, we've known that. But even some of the, the new publishers, more of the digital publishers have some struggles too. So because of that, there's sort of room for disruption. There's, there's room for change. And I think the biggest thing for us that was probably a, you know, a, a challenge which we've worked through and for other PR agencies or, or, or agencies in particular is that it's slightly a different mindset to become a media company and to produce media according to a schedule um, as you know, Diana, because in many ways, you know, Provoke is a media company too, right? You're producing content, you're distributing that content. Um, it's a different mindset than what you would do to like activate for a client, right? Or do right. something else. It's a different team. It's a different sort of, so you have, so the challenges, the hard part is you have to actually have this separate process that becomes integrated in your agency that can produce content like a media company would. And by the way, the new way of producing media media content is it's all performance driven. It's all analytical. I mean, that, those are the companies that have an advantage. So it's not just like make an editorial calendar, set it and forget it. What's different is that, no, it's like, look how this piece of content performed, pull insights, optimize it, make the next one better. But with agencies, if we're good agencies, we can do that too. And I do want to get to, you, you brought up nationalday.com and I do want to get to that, but one more question on this before we go. <laughs> sure. 
do you envision these channels? I mean, are these verticals? Are they, I mean, an agency has a lot of clients, right? So are they just going to have the agency channel or are they going to have, you know, the bicycle channel and then are they going to yes. have the yeah. camera channel? And Yes. Well, I, I think, I think where this is going and, and sort of where the trend is going to be is that there's going to be these like vertical niche channels that have very defined audiences. And, and, and why is that? Because as you have the proliferation of channels, there's like a lot of noise, right? So you start wanting to have something like, I have this interest, I want to focus on this. Now there, there will still be some platforms and other things. So I think where there's room for agencies and where there's opportunity, and I can talk about, you know, where we saw opportunity, but I think where there's room is that in vertical areas of specialization or certain platforms that you're really good in or certain kind of niche areas, building from there, it's much easier to build a channel if you kind of focus on a niche than it is to like be like, okay, yeah, we're gonna create, to your example, like the next New York Times, like let's create it. That's gonna be <laughs> doesn't want to create whatever, Versus right? if we like narrow into one really thing that isn't, is, is underserved, I think I think that that serves us better just from a sort of building a media company. Absolutely. So we're gonna talk now about nationalday.com. Um, yeah. I love this subject. So tell us a little bit about nationalday.com, just what it is and we'll go from there. Sure. Well, it's nationaltoday.com. Oh, I am so sorry. Okay, I've got day in my head. Yes, it's nationaltoday.com. <laughs> okay. National Today is the platform. And we celebrate all of the um, buzzworthy, viral, quirky, unusual holidays out there. And so there that means, I don't know if you celebrate these holidays, uh, Diana, but do you celebrate na- you know, National Respect Your Cat Day? That, that's a I real holiday. Don't. I don't. I respect my cat every day. You respect your cat every day. Okay. You're, 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 you're that. You're <laughs> However, that. National Pizza Day or some such yes, thing. National Pizza Day, National Margarita Day. Yeah. National, exactly. uh, and there's, of course, there's cause related holidays, right? There's, there's, you know, so it's not all kind of silly food holidays. There's like, you know, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. There are um, certain uh, holidays around activities. So one of the things that we observed um, in our agency work was we were constantly activating around these holidays, right? So we did a national drink beer day campaign for Budweiser. Mm-hmm. And we did, I mentioned national respect for cat day. Uh, we did a, 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 a campaign on that for meow mix cat food. And we, we were, we did dozens and dozens of these holidays. And a couple years ago, I was kind of looking at this trend of, of, of having media channels. So I was already thinking about that. And then I was like, you know, there's no good platform for these holidays. It's sort of these like, you know, kind of web 1.0 sites. They list a few, not really comprehensive, not really set up for brands or agencies to utilize, not for media outlets and influencers. So a couple of years ago, I just coded this website myself in a weekend. And I had before, you know, running a, a PR marketing agency, I had been a, a developer, a coder. I sort of came from that, that background. So I just did it in a weekend, did it in WordPress, put it up quickly, the first version. Um, and because we're a PR agency, obviously, um, at, at PR Hacker and Top, and because we're also a, a primary market research agency, so we do a ton of, you know, market research for, for other agencies or brands, we just said, let's put up the holidays and let's do a data study or a survey on a bunch of the holidays. So we would just do like, you know, you know, what's America's favorite donut for National Donut Day? Or like the, let's do the, let's rank the best favorite donut for Texas versus California versus New York. We just did a bunch of studies like that, pitched it out to media and all of those media outlets um, linked back to us. Um, the, so we drove 40,000 media outlets to, to link back to us in under a year that caused us to become the most popular holiday website in the world 
for these buzzworthy holidays. Okay, other, so, I, you mentioned the others are very rudimentary, right? Yeah, there, there, there's, there's, there's some others that just like kind of kind of list things, nothing quite like ours. And so we average now about 5 million unique visitors per month. Um, we, uh, we, you know, have a lot of, I mean, most traction in the U.S., but a lot of traction in U.K., India, many other countries around the world for, for their holidays, too. Um, and 10,000 media outlets uh, use us as the source of truth for what happens on what holiday. So just, I think, yesterday, we're featured on Good Morning America. The week before that, CBS This Morning. Um, we're regularly featured in all these places because these holidays have great power because they're a moment in time that we can all focus on something. And all of the engagement on these holidays are all up during the pandemic is what we've observed. That basically people are looking for ways to connect you know, we're all we're so phys physically distanced to have connection, to have a moment, to have something different. So it actually really is this interesting thing. So like our, you know, kind of, you know, base where we are now, you know, 5 million users a month, 10,000 media outlets use us as a source of truth for what happens one day. 5,000 influencers use us and cite us to know what's going on. And so we have a media channel now focused on these individual moments of sort of a, an ownable topic that we're all going to celebrate at this moment in time. But you are your own client in this, right? I mean, how yes. do you capitalize? How do you, how do, that is interesting of itself. And I do want to talk about these holidays because I have no idea where these holidays come from. But, okay, sure. <laughs> I, I can answer that. Okay. This, but yes, but, but, but yes, your question. But first, how, how does this relate to your work with brands or does it not? Is this your baby? Uh, it, it, it's both related and not related. So mm -hmm. we do a ton of work for brands related to these holidays and not actually just other brands, other agencies. So many other PR agencies hire us because we have the specialty in creating these moments that are ownable. So for instance, okay. you know, the agency for, uh, I'm, I'm trying to sort of remember, remember who it is, but the agency, PR agency for Thomas Bagels mm -hmm. came to us and said, hey, National Bagel Day conflicts with National Pizza Day. We need to get bagels some more love. Can we change the date? We're like, yes, <laughs> okay. we, can, we, can, we can work on this for you, right? Or um, other you know, brands like the agency for Gosling's Rum came to us and said, hey, you know, we want to make International Dark and Stormy Day a thing because mm -hmm. Gosling's invented the, the dark and stormy cocktail. Can we, can we do that? Yes, we can do that. So we do a ton for agencies. We do a ton for, for, for brands and many of our clients, um, we, we leverage it with our clients too. So um, we do um, a lot of work for Seize Candies. We created mm -hmm. a moment and a day around, you know, of a, a new chocolate holiday around Mary C's birthday, their founder. So we do many things like that as well. So that's how it relates to the business. So it's, it's related, plus it's its own thing. But um, I love, you know, making ownable moments for brands. And so like tons of other, you know, probably at this point, maybe like, I'd say around 50 PR agencies have, have used us to, to create these ownable moments for their clients. That's amazing. Um, I have to ask, like, how do you get to be the guy that could change the day of the holiday? <laughs> I know you have okay, sure. but how are you like king of the holidays? Sure, sure. Well, one of the things about these holidays, whether I, I'll, I'll break down the methodology, but one of the things about these holidays is that, you know, we've become the record of truth national today for what holiday happens on what day. So one part of how we do it, the short answer is that lots of other people come to us to know what holiday it is. Okay. And so you if we add it to our... If we add it to the registry, we're sort of the ar arbiter of that. But how we get there and, and what we do is that there's really like three components. Um, there is one, um, for when we create a new holiday, we often launch it with an influencer campaign. 
So we're an influencer marketing agency also. So we'll like seed it. Let's get these 15 influencers to celebrate this day to get everyone started celebrating. Okay. Number two, we um, leverage a social media component. So because we work in all of these holidays, we know exactly who are the 100,000 people most likely to share this holiday because we've seen them share other similar holidays. So we'll seed content on social in front of these 100,000 people because we know they're gonna share it disproportionately. And then third, we'll use mass media. So mass media is looking for, for news and moments to, you know, as you know, like I got a 30 second gap in the evening news. I just want something fun to fill this with. Two, we have a really important cause around this type of you know, cancer awareness and, and we need some meaningful data on that. So then on the PR side, what we've done is we've packaged um, data and results because we're a market research agency with the holiday and we've spread it uh, there. So the way to start a holiday is combine influencer marketing with social media, with mass media, point it at the same day put it on our registry and suddenly um, it, becomes, it becomes a real thing and everyone's celebrating it. And, and the question I always get, Diana, is that, well, are these holidays fake? Are they made up? Of course and and <laughs> my answer to that is, well, you know, what is a holiday to begin with? Like, like if, if a bunch of people come together to celebrate this moment, that's a real thing, right? You got a bunch of real people celebrating. So in the case of, um, let's say Singles Day in China, which is a day that people aren't aware. It's the biggest day of commerce in the history of the world. Um, Alibaba did 75 billion in sales wow. on so one day in more, China. More than Valentine's, more than- more, more than anything, more than, you know, Cyber Monday and Black Friday combined is this is, is this day in, in, in China and starting to spread throughout Asia. And, and, and uh, well, that so holiday- Well, who made that holiday? Like when did here's, that here's, here's a great example. This holiday comes up organically. It's called Singles Day. It mm -hmm. was invented by students at, in university in China because the, the date of the holiday is November 11th. Now, if you write out November 11th, what does that look like? One, 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 uh, right? Uh -huh. November 11th, right? right? And so what these Chinese students said is they called it Singles Day because there's these, these ones all together. And they said, okay, originally this is the day to like celebrate yourself. Right, like it's like the opposite of Valentine's Day, right? Instead, you know, treat yourself, Diana. You work hard. You do podcasts. You write articles. You deserve it. Like celebrate yourself. Do. You do <laughs> exactly. And so, and so, it became that. And then some other brands like Alibaba started seeing this was potential to have. Let's do sales to celebrate yourself. Yeah. And it grew and grew. And it's not, you know, it's it's, it's only around a decade old. And it's grown into, I think, I mean, over $100 billion in sales, really the bulk of it from Alibaba and JD.com. And this is essentially like, right, a made up holiday people created, but it has meaning, it has power. So I don't think any of these holidays are made up if people want to come together and celebrate and if it means something. That's interesting. And, but some are marketing, I mean, National Chocolate Day or National Beer Day. I mean, that's got to come from the brands or the associations, right? I mean, those are marketing. They can be marketing devices. I mean, they come from many sources. I mean, here's what surprises people. You know, National Ice Cream Day. Mm -hmm. what, where do you assume that comes from? Like, you know, maybe, I don't know, Haagen-Dazs, Ben and oh, Jerry, buddy. something <laughs> like that. You know where it comes from? That was a declaration by President Ronald Reagan. No. That was by presidential <laughs> decree, that holiday group. So they come from a lot of different sources, but the point is that what, what is powerful about it is it focuses your attention on this moment in time. So we call it calendar-based marketing, and we think this is going to be something everyone's going to be doing from 10 years now, from 10 years from now, which is how do you market on the moment in time 
when your target audience is most likely to engage with you, whatever engagement means, right? To like, to, to, to look at something, to buy something, to download something, to share something. Um, Calendar-based marketing says, let's, instead of, you know, traditional advertising is like, let's look at the right person, our target, the right message and the right time. And that, and often it's that order, right? We do like, who's the persona we're targeting? What's the message we wanna say? And then maybe we do a little bit on timing. What calendar-based marketing says is it's the opposite. Let's focus on timing. What is the best time to reach these people? then we'll unravel the right message and the right, and the right person. So where I think there's great power in these holidays and the reason like, people sort of say like, oh, you're the, you're the, you guys run the most popular, you know, you know, crazy holiday website in the world. Like, well, what is that? Well, I say there's actually great power in it because I call it the Taco Tuesday effect. And, 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 and consider this one for a sec, Diana, like you could probably, and I don't know, we're all social distance. Maybe you're not doing this now, but at any point you could gather your friends and you could go out for tacos. You could say, hey, why don't we go out and let's get some tacos? Yes. You can do that whenever you want. Yes. However, there's something like, ooh, it's Tuesday. Like, oh, it's Taco <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday. Let's gather up, let's gather up the crew. Like, it's Taco Tuesday. Yeah, let's go do it. Right. Somehow it's different because it's Taco Tuesday, because it's a moment that allows us to connect in a moment in time and focus on us. And there's like a million things you could eat today, but if it's Taco Tuesday, you're like, yeah, this is like simplified for me. I know what it is. It's going to be fun. Let's get the troops together. This is great. And so there is power in that. And I think as PR people, we sort of intrinsically know there's power in that, right? Because we've been leveraging these holidays forever, right? We just, oh my God, our client just needs something. <laughs> like let's, let's just leverage this holiday. But I actually think it's, it, that power is underutilized. And that's why National Today exists. It's interesting. Um, is there any limit to the holidays we can have? At what point do you burn out on holidays? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if there's a limit. I think that there's certainly like holidays that work better than others. Mm -hmm. um, ones, ones that work better. Anything that captures an interpersonal relationship. So anything that do well, like we have one, um, we have like a bunch of viral holidays, like national transfer money to your daughter day. That's great. Love that one. That's great. We didn't invent it, right? But it's like there's there's an emotional. It's interpersonal relationships does great. What else? Anyone who has fanatical audiences does great. So, for instance, I mean that could be fanatical, like you know, you know, have a Coke day, like people are fanatical about Coca Cola. But it could also just be like you know, pet related holidays, oh, right? That, that people become fanatical. So if you have a clear audience that's fanatical, um, what else does great? career recognition holidays people are sometimes surprised like national hug a drummer day for drummers does great right ones that recognize plumbers or weather people they do great right so there's actually power in like what we kind of call it is like emotional triggers around something and there's different emotional triggers but the biggest sort of viral trigger them all of all is a is a is a date and a moment in time and that's why the days tend to perform better than weeks and better than months overall because you have to pay attention today. It's right. now. And so it gives you a sense of immediacy. So a lot of our, you know, for the digital marketing side of our business, when we're, we're doing a lot of, you know, digital ads or, um, or influencer marketing, all of our metrics go up on these holidays. Why? Because it focuses people at this moment and they have to take action today. They can't wait or delay. So what does this mean for brands? I'm a brand and I want to celebrate something. I mean, what, what, what do I do? I mean, sure. if I'm at a pizza company on pizza day. Sure. Well, a couple different things. I think one, it means that look for existing holidays that already exist. There's some bigger ones that probably are very competitive. 
And there's some smaller ones that are not as competitive. And look at those because one, you don't have to invent something new if there's something else that you can piggyback on. That's number one. Two, look at other ownable moments that you would create that by creating it and creating these holidays, it can serve your business purposes better than something someone else does. So for instance, a lot of you know, our, our brands who are clients or agencies who work with brands were like, let's create this holiday right at the start of our drive period, right? We do a lot of sales in, you know, back to school in July, in, you know, August, September, let's have an anchor point there. We have other people who say, let's do the opposite. We do it. We do a ton of holiday sales. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could actually have Christmas in July? Let's create another holiday. And, and you know, it's no accident, by the way, that Amazon Prime Day comes counter cyclical. Right? They're trying to create another moment because holiday sales is their biggest point. That's why Amazon Prime Day generally happens in the summer. Right, They're trying to create another moment. So I think it's one, look at what's out there. Two, look at creating ownable moments. And then three, delivering content and, 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 and value to give a, a way for people to, to engage and be excited and be interested. And certainly um, nationaltoday.com, you can learn a ton about you know, what holidays work and you can see what's going viral there as well. Any idea of uh, uh, how many holidays are there? Can we quantify them or are there? Uh, there, there, there's a lot. I mean, we are tracking more than, uh, I think it's up to now more than 4,000 on the site or like the 4,000 biggest. If wow. you if you did this all over the world and, and and we're doing it in many more places, I mean, I think you're well over 10,000 at this point. Um, and, we're, and, we're, and we're getting there as well. And the only thing I, I only thing I, I'll just, I'd also say to anyone listening who wants to do this is I think that one of the, the you know, biggest things you can do to create it as an as a real asset to, to yourself or your client is have a three-year plan in mind for the holiday. I think you can get great traction in year one. Two, it can really build. And by year three, it can be a mainstay on your calendar. So I do think this is something where, you know, and I think it's actually great for PR agencies listening because, you know, we're a PR agency too. So we can attest to this. Like, right, you, would you like to sign up your client for three years instead of, you know, six months or one year, right? You might want to do that. So I actually think there's huge room with this because it's an, an, an annual occasion to actually plot out where this will progress. And also there's no limit on holidays because we can create them. So oftentimes what happens is like, yeah, we, we have this ownable moment, this holiday did great. We'd also like to have one at the beginning of the year too. Like how could we create and reinvent that? But I think sort of having a strategic mind for sort of a multi-year rollout and expect a lot in year one, you don't have to wait to year three, but I think that's really helps. But having so many, it doesn't get diluted. I mean, it's. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't get diluted because what I would say is that there's few that really have a spotlight shining okay. on them and you can help shine that spotlight. But that being said, I don't think, we already have National Respect Your Cat Day. Diana, I don't know if we need National Honor Your Cat Day in particular, but- Tell <laughs> something we do, right? Maybe, maybe we still do, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's a, there's a nuance between honoring and respecting your cat, but, but whatever it is. I, and, and I think the other thing that's like really fun about the, these moments is, um, I also think it's just a time that everyone gets to be relevant. You know how like all of us, like on our birthday, it's the most important day. We're important. Minutes, right? So whatever. Yeah, and, and it's, it's like companies need something like that too. So maybe, you know, your company isn't the most important thing going on, but like on World Coconut Day and, you, and you're doing coconut water, you know, you are the most important thing. Right. You are the most relevant. So I, I almost think like every company or every brand deserves to be celebrated and those moments really help. 
Before I let you go, is there something we should be celebrating right now? Is today, I mean, if there's 10,000 holidays out there. There's, there's, there's 10,000 holidays and I, 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 don't, I don't know when this is airing, but what I will say is right now on my radar, one, um, Diana, I got soup on the radar. So National Chili Day, National Clam okay. Chowder Day. Um, there's a bunch of other holidays. Um, I like this one, Letter to an Elder Day. Okay. That's coming up. Respect your elders, by the way. That's one. That's one. No, we but created. actually, right. writing a letter to an elder—that's nice. That's great. You, you are. Well, that, this is this is coming up. So those are like relationships are great. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then the other thing is that you know don't forget these celebrate these International Polar Bear Day. That's coming up. National Protein Day because we all ought to eat a little bit lower carb and more protein. <laughs> well, polar bears. But, I was going to say like, okay, that's something that we can, you know, you can get the environmentalists and the organizations and the climate change rally around. But the other one, protein. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not, you're not there with the protein. <laughs> no, but what, what, I, what, I, what I would say is, and and then there's even some fun holidays. So these are these are these are two fun ones. National Chocolate Souffle Day. I don't know. I, I've once made a, I think, a chocolate souffle for my, uh, my, my wife for Valentine's Day. So that's my only experience with it. And National Public Speak Sleeping Day. That's a real holiday. That's fun. I don't. That might be hard in the pandemic. Um, I don't know. But there, there's quirky holidays out there. But certainly, what I'd say is, you know, there's a lot of fun holidays. There's certainly a lot of like food and culture holidays. But there's also a lot of serious causes shining important light. The United Nations publishes a whole list of more than a hundred holidays that shine light on like, you know, really important problems like human trafficking and other issues. So I actually think, you know, it's kind of fun to talk about some of the fun holidays, but there's also incredibly serious and important holidays. And this is also an opportunity to get those causes that are worthy of our attention, a little more attention. Excellent. So I appreciate you. I appreciate the explanation because I always get those little dings of what day it is, but, but to your point, there's a lot of importance um, built in there too, and big issues that can be addressed. So I appreciate your work and I appreciate your time here. Oh, thank, thank you so much. Thanks for all that you do too. And uh, any more questions, uh, check us out at nationaltoday.com and go out there and start your own media channel too. Um, okay. I would love to see other people uh, do that and succeed. All right, great. You take care, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. been listening to the Provoke podcast brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialists marketeers. Support for this podcast comes from Notified, the integrated, intelligent and easy to use PR software. Get a free demo today at notified.com.